Welcome to the Health Coaches Classroom. I am your host, Emma Gould, owner and founder of the Mind Body Coaching Academy, where I certify and educate aspiring and current health professionals in the mind body approach to health. I teach them how to confidently dig deep with their clients, incorporate mindset work into their practice, and build the business of their dreams. This classroom will bring you weekly knowledge, empowerment, and the value-packed training that you need to own your passion, start coaching with confidence, and pursue your calling to transform lives. As your host, I am here to guide your journey to becoming the best and most confident health coach you can possibly be, and I can't wait to get the journey started. So let's go ahead and dive into the episode. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Health Coaches Classroom. Today's episode is being brought to you guys due to the month of February and in honor of Valentine's Day. And I am going to be the first person to openly admit that I am really not into the whole Valentine's Day thing. I am not a super um, romancy person or anything like that, but I am always open for an opportunity to just be reminded of the importance of love and whether that's love for the people in your life, your friends, your family, a significant other, and most importantly, yourself. So today what I wanted to talk to you guys about in honor of this month of love that we all are sitting in is the importance of being able to help your clients prioritize self-love on their journey and really understanding why this prioritization of self-love is so important, where it's able to impact them on their journey. And then of course, you guys know I'm all about the tips and tricks a couple of my favorite ways to really help encourage self-love with your clients on their journey. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right in. So the first thing that I want to talk about is when it comes to self-love, there's so many different ways that we can see this idea of self-love. So I want you guys to enter into this episode and while you're listening, kind of without any preconceived notions of what self-love sounds like, looks like, because I think often we kind of, it's become a term that we kind of roll our eyes at, right? I feel like sometimes self-love has become this sort of cliche of like, oh, I have so much self-love. Like I buy myself stuff all the time and I, you know, I go out shopping and I get my nails done and like that might look, that might be self-love for some people, but that doesn't necessarily need to be self-love for everyone. And it often isn't self-love for everyone. Um, Sometimes self-love is just putting your phone away for an hour at night so that you can just be present. Sometimes self-love is eating, right? Eating a meal when you're hungry as opposed to telling yourself that you're too busy and you'll eat later. Um, Sometimes self-love is maybe is buying yourself something new or just telling yourself a compliment in the mirror or talking to a loved one. There's so many different ways that we can see this. But for your clients on their health journey specifically, the reason that I want to talk about self-love is because I truly believe that in order for your clients to achieve a transformation, which we know at this point, if you guys have been around listening to this show for a while, or if you haven't, welcome, because this is a topic that we talk about a lot, that in order to provide your clients with massive transformation, right? Your clients are not coming to you because they just want one thing changed. They don't want to just lose the weight. They don't want to just grow the muscle. They don't want to just learn how to heal their gut. They want a transformation. And so in order for this transformation to occur, your client's journey needs to first and foremost be rooted in self-love instead of self-hate. And so often, especially when it comes to health, our motivations for going after a health goal are really rooted in this sense of self-hate. And it may not be, you know, an active, I'm not going to go out there and say that all of your clients hate themselves, but sometimes it's rooted in this dissatisfaction with who we currently are and our struggle that we really have to feel at peace and at love with ourselves. So I want to kind of start this conversation by giving you guys an overview of what 
sort of actions and activities are being driven for your clients from self-hate and sort of when you have this sense of self-hate, again, whether it's open and conscious or it's something that's totally subconscious, kind of what sort of things this drives inside of people versus what self-love is able to drive for your clients on their journeys. So when we have a sense of self-hate and when we're going into something with a sense of self-hate and we're doing it for um, not reasons of self-love, but for reasons of self-hate, um, the first thing that comes up a lot is avoidance, right? This is what we see so often. And I'm sure so many of you guys have seen this with your clients where your clients are avoiding doing the things that they need. They say, oh, I've tried this, I've tried that, I've tried this, but I always fall off the wagon after a couple of days or a couple of weeks. This is because they're entering into whatever it is that they're doing, whether it's a, a good idea, bad idea, you know, whatever it might be, that that is irrelevant. But when they're entering into it with a sense of I'm doing this because I don't like something about myself, this leads to this avoidance action and that we wind up actually avoiding doing the things that we say we're going to do because it gives us a little bit of like a further reason to dislike whatever that thing is about ourselves. The second thing that this kind of self-hate mindset leads to is excuses, right? Excuses for, oh, well, I could have done this, but I didn't because, oh, well, I was supposed to do this, but I didn't because, oh, I know I've been really good, but I, you know, got off track this weekend because whatever they might be. And I will do a full other episode on excuses, honestly, because I think it's a really interesting topic and to understand kind of from the psychological level where excuses come from is super interesting. But um, for this for this topic that we're talking about right here, when we kind of enter into things with this level of dissatisfaction with ourselves, we come up with excuses for why we can't change. And really this all gets rooted back into the idea and the concept that it's so much easier to be dissatisfied, to be upset, to be angry, to hate than it is to love. Um, and this is a really unfortunate fact, but it, it's it is just one of those things, right? That it's it's easier to frown than it is to smile. Um, it's this simple. And when your clients are entering into their journey with that frown instead of that smile, these are the things that are going to happen. And a lot of times they're happening out of their control, right? These aren't necessarily things that they're conscious of. They're just always making excuses. They're always avoiding. And it's not because they don't want to do it, right? Or because they don't care. It's because they have this underlying self dissatisfaction self-hate whatever you want to call it that is driving them so the next thing that we see when we're kind of in this this journey of self-hate driven action is negativity right there's often going to be a lot of negative talk negative thoughts about the journey that they're on that nothing's ever good enough nothing's ever reaching the right step nothing's ever happening fast enough so on and so forth lots of negativity um, the next thing, and this one is huge, we're going to touch on this when we go into the self-love side of things as well, is forced action. Um, so what happens here is that when we're entering into things with this sense of self-hate, what we wind up doing is we wind up forcing things. And as opposed to just, you know, going to the gym because we want it to be a part of our day and we know that that's something that is going to make us feel good and it's going to, um, you know, help us reach our goals sooner, all of that, we do it kind of in this forced sense of like, well, I'm on this journey, so I have to go to the gym. And so I'm going to go do it even though I don't want to and even though I hate myself and even though I want to avoid it. I'm going to go do it anyway. Um, and this comes with, you know, food, right? We see this in like diet culture a lot where 
somebody probably hates the diet that they're on. Anybody should hate a diet that they're on because that's miserable, but that's a whole other topic. And, but they force themselves to do it anyway, because this is the only way that I can reach, you know, that I can feel better about myself and that I can become the person that I want to become. And the only way that I'll become the person that can, is, you know, worthy of my own love is through forcing these actions. And this forced action, um, leads to a whole other slew of things not happening. It leads to further avoidance and excuses, so on and so forth. And like I said, we'll talk about that a little bit more in the self-love section as well. And the next one um, that kind of piggybacks on forced action is having a punishment mindset. So feeling like you have to do things out of punishment. So we see this a lot um, when it comes to food guilt and exercise. So I ate something that I wasn't supposed to or I overate this weekend. So I have to go to the gym to burn off those extra calories this week. Um, and in order to kind of punish myself for the quote unquote bad thing that I did. Um, and really anytime we have kind of self-hate about ourselves, right? You look in the mirror and you're like, wow, I don't like how I look today. And as opposed to using that thought or kind of, I guess not using that soft thought, but sitting with that thought and really digging into it and kind of getting into that belief, which is more of the, the self-love approach, we go, well, you know, F you self and I'm going to go work out so that I feel better about myself. So kind of using um, actions as a form of punishment as a, as opposed to a form of self-growth and an ability to go out and do something that's inherently good for us. Um, the last couple of things that we also see when we go into a journey with kind of this self-hate mindset and really what this self-hate is able to drive is a lowered self-worth. So overall, when we are sitting day to day in a sense of not loving ourselves, our self-worth is going to be lower. When our self-worth is lower, we're less motivated to do things. We don't feel worthy of doing things. We don't feel worthy of accomplishments. We don't feel like we're getting stuff done. Um, and then that leads right into the final one, which is a lowered ability to feel accomplishment. So when we automatically go into things with this mindset of, I already don't like myself. I already suck at everything. I already can't do this. Guess what you're not going to be able to feel? Accomplishment when you do things. And one of the methods that I teach all of the coaches that I work with to do with their clients is to really focus on little wins, little accomplishments, because when we're able to build up that sense of accomplishment, all of a sudden it goes from this struggle of, I'm not able to do anything. I can't reach any of my goals. My goals are so far away to this idea of, oh, you know what? I got through, you know, I did my morning routine every five days, every, you know, all five days of this past week. That's a huge accomplishment. Is that life-changing? Maybe, maybe not, but that's okay. It's a little accomplishment. And so when we come into things with this self, this sense of self-hate, we are really limiting our ability to feel that sense of accomplishment. And that unless it's something drastic and huge, which we all know happens over time, right? Those big drastic things don't happen right away. We lose this ability to feel a sense of accomplishment and often even if we do reach those bigger milestones if we're still sitting in the sense of self-hate we're still going to find it really difficult to feel that sense of accomplishment no matter how big the thing is that we've accomplished so those are some of the ways that we are driven when we are really sitting in this self-hate mindset um, and as you guys can already see i'm sure this puts up so many walls and so many barriers to your clients on their journey and your job as a coach is to help them clear out those barriers right those barriers are going to be there that is a non not even a question right those barriers are going to be there without a doubt your job is to help them get through these barriers and so if you can help them to start their journey rooted in a sense of self-love instead of this self-hate you're already clearing out so many of these barriers and opening up so many doors for them to find success, to reach the goals that they have set out in front of them, to follow through, all that sort of stuff. So 
to kind of now flip the lens and look on the more positive side of things, um, I want to share with you guys some of the ways that the journey becomes open, becomes so much more accessible when we go from this place of self-love. And I will take a little bit of a side note here that I always encourage coaches, and if you guys are get, do get inside of any of my programs, you'll always see that I set it up this way. Um, we always want to start the journey with the mindset work, with the self-love, and then the nutrition, the fitness, the everything else can come later. And I don't necessarily mean later that like weeks later, right? They can kind of happen simultaneously, but we always want to make sure that we are, again, rooting your client's journey in this before we take the next steps. So when your client is sitting in this place of self-love, and again, we're going to talk at the end of the episode about some ways to help them get into this place of self-love. Um, well, what does this do? So the first thing, and this is a huge one, is when we go at things from a place of self-love, our motivation goes through the roof. When we are not being motivated by negativity, by punishment, by whatever it might be, but instead we're being motivated by a love for ourselves, by acting as our highest self, whatever you want to kind of think of this as, we're motivated to do things and often do things that we wouldn't normally be motivated to do, right? You know, if you were, if you had two options in front of you and you both were going to end in going to the gym, right? But one path was like, you're going to be annoyed with yourself all day and frustrated with yourself until you get yourself to go to the gym. Or the other option is that you're going to wake up and you're going to, you know, take the time to just like sit there and breathe and think about what your highest self would do for that day. And you know that that first action that would get done is to go to the gym, to get your workout in so that you feel energized, you feel you know, happy and and motivated for the rest of the day, which one are you going to pick? Like obviously the second one, that's such a more pleasant way to motivate yourself to get to the gym um, as opposed to kind of the hate punishment route. And I will, will repeat again, as I mentioned before, it's not always the easier route and that's okay. Um, that's, we are not necessarily here to give everybody a super easy slide into things. We can help them work into these, um, but it is going to be the more rewarding one, the one that's going to leave you feeling better on the outside, you know, on the end of it, on the other side of it. And it's just going to leave us feeling so much more motivated in general. Um, so the second side of this is being able to take aligned action. So when we're coming from a place of self-love, we're not in this like mindset, right? Where we're like kind of like revved up and going. We can actually take the time to sit and think about what type of action we would want to take that's going to feel the most aligned. Um, and something that, again, I love teaching about is mindful exercise, mindful eating, all that sort of stuff. And that sort of activity takes aligned action right you're not going if you feel like you have to get xyz workouts done every single week you're not going to feel as likely to want to do them whereas if you're going into it and you're saying you know what today I'm really feeling like I just kind of want to stretch and go for a nice walk and then tomorrow I'm you know the next day comes and you're like you know really today I'm just feeling like going to the gym and I really want to like lift weights and I want to like do some cardio and I'm feeling like going for a run like I'm feeling super energized today whatever it might be when we open up the opportunity for ourselves to take this aligned action, we wind up actually listening to our bodies, right? Taking that mindful step forward and really helping ourselves to take the path that's going to help us get to our goals quickly, most quickly, because it is aligned and it feels good for us in the moment. So to piggyback on that, the next thing that this self-love drives is this ability to take mindful action instead of force. So I mentioned um, we were talking about kind of what self-hate drives was this forced action, right? So feeling like I have to do this. And when we come from a place of self-love, again, we open this door not only for the aligned action, but for mindful action, but to actually ask ourselves what sounds good right now. And if you're 
mid-workout, guys, I can't tell you how many times this has happened to me personally. Um, and whenever I've shared this with clients, they're always like, oh my God, yeah, that happens to me too all the time. Where you are going in to do something. Again, maybe it's maybe it's cooking a meal. Maybe it is um, going to the gym. I know I'm using the gym a lot, but it's just because it kind of fits into this, this uh, category really well. Um, that, you know, midway through a workout, I'm like trying it and you're forcing it, right? Like you're trying to just get through. You're like, I just have to do this. And every ounce of you, your mind, your body, everything is telling you to stop, right? They're saying, stop what you're doing. You know that all you feel like doing right now is like plopping into Netflix and going and walking on the treadmill for a few minutes and then giving a good stretch. And when you're coming from this place of self-love, as opposed to feeling like you have to force your way through it, you can actually listen to your body and say, you know what? I'm going to respect that. I'm going to honor that right now. And I'm just going to go take it easy. And I guarantee you guys, and again, I'm sure so many of you have experienced this too. So please share these type of experiences with your clients so that they know that they're not alone in this. I guarantee that when you take that time and you give your body that opportunity to just say, you know what? I love you. I respect you. I'm going to listen to what you're asking me to do right now. The next time that you go and you're in a similar situation, it's going to be so much less likely for that initial feeling of like, I don't want to do this. Why am I here right now? That stops happening because all of a sudden your body doesn't feel like it's being forced to do things that it doesn't want to do. And you build this level of self-trust with yourself that your body goes, oh, you know what? I know that if I'm not feeling it today, I'm not going to have to push myself to do the things that I don't want to do and that I'm not ready to do today. But instead, I'm going to be able to take it easy and rest and give myself what I need. It's building this trusting relationship with our bodies that is so powerful. And in order to do that, we have to come from this place of self-love. So the next thing, um, again, this kind of piggybacks right onto what we were just talking about is self-trust. So when we come from a place of self-love, we're able to build trust with ourselves, whether this is around food, around activity, around our daily habits, whatever it might be. The more that we come from a place of self-love, self-acceptance, we're able to just say, you know what? I trust myself. I love myself. And I know that my body will tell me what it needs. We are able to build this level of trust, which in turn gives us motivation, gives us excitement, gives us more of drive to do things, so on and so forth. Um, so the next one that comes when we're coming from this place of self-love, which is so, so huge, is higher satisfaction. So we have higher levels of satisfaction from doing less things. So the way that I wrote this out was higher satisfaction at lower thresholds. So we don't have to do as much to feel satisfied with ourselves. We don't have to go out and run a marathon to feel like we did something good that day. Instead, we can go for a walk and do the stretch and feel great. We don't have to, um, you know, eat exactly what it is that we wanted to eat that day but we can still enjoy the cookie and enjoy some chocolate after lunch and still feel satisfied right because we aren't having these unrealistically high expectations of ourselves and we're able to feel more satisfaction at a lower self at a lower threshold um, which again helps to lead to motivation helps to lead to more action that increases that self-trust it's really this ongoing cycle which is so awesome um, the second to last thing that we have for when it comes to really going into a journey with self-love, we have overall happiness, more happiness, right? And then whenever we're happy, guess what we also have? More self-trust, more self-worth, more self-love, all these sorts of things. And again, the cycle continues. So any way that we can encourage ourselves and our clients to be more happy, to be, you know, to slow down, right? To just have this self-love is going to really, really cycle into everything. And the last and final thing that happens when we really encourage our clients to root their journey in self-love is more results. And 
more results can be coming from a couple different ways. They might be more results because the, the results that your clients are setting for themselves are becoming more realistic. But they also can be more results, again, because when we actually get our bodies to a place where they trust us, um, where we start to get in tune, where we're starting to take mindful action, where we're taking aligned action, the results come so much faster than they do when we're forcing things and doing things that we hate. Our bodies are, like it goes back to the basic biology 101 idea of homeostasis right our bodies want to be at level they want to be at peace always and when we're forcing things and we're going against what our body's telling us to do we're throwing ourselves out of whack and so the things that we want whatever it is we're working towards whether it's physical mental whatever it might be those things become so much harder for our body to reach whereas when we get to a place where we're at peace and at love and at you know just kind of stable levels with our body and our mind then all of a sudden these goals that we have set in front of us, they become easy to reach. They become exciting to work for. They're fun. They're motivating. And so you're more likely to actually take the action that you need to take to accomplish those goals. And in doing so, the results come faster. And then the results come, you're feeling more satisfied, so on and so forth. And I'm hoping at this point you guys are understanding this cyclical cycle that we're going in, which is awesome. Um, And really it all just starts with rooting your client's journey in a sense of self-love and really helping them to take action from a place of self-love instead of self-hate. So now that we know all about self-love, all about self-hate, what this is leading your clients to do, the big question is how do we actually encourage this self-love? Now, of course, there is a lot of different ways to go about doing this. And if you guys want more information on kind of really how to do this, definitely hop inside of our Facebook group, the Health Coaches Collective. Um, We're going to be talking about self-love for like the rest of the month of February. So we're going to be talking about all this sorts of stuff and I'll be dropping different freebies and resources and stuff inside of that Facebook group. So if you guys are not in there, definitely get inside because that's kind of where you can get access to all of our kind of, yeah, like quick grab resources and live trainings, all that sort of stuff on a lot of these topics. We kind of take our umbrella topics from the pop, from the podcast and break them down even deeper. And so totally free. All you got to do is go to the Health Coaches Collective on Facebook, ask to join, put in your little bit of information that I asked for, and that is it. Um, and then you're inside. So how do we encourage self-love? Okay. So the very, very first thing that you have to do with your clients when they first come to you is to get real and have a conversation. Oh no, I know it's so scary. Have a conversation, talk with them and actually discuss how they feel about themselves. And this is a really raw conversation. And I think it's okay when you're with your clients um, to admit that, right? Say, I know this is raw. And I would definitely not encourage you to do this like on your very first call with the client. Um, I would give it a little bit of time to like build the rapport before you dive into like, so tell me how you hate yourself, right? Like we wanna, we wanna get to a point where we feel a little bit more um they feel a little bit more open with us but opening up this discussion to just get real about how they feel about themselves um and really the reason why is because awareness and acceptance always has to come first we can't work on anything until we are not only aware that it's happening but that we also accept the fact that it's happening and i have some awesome resources again that i'll be dropping inside of the um inside of the facebook group you also can go on our website and there is a freebie um which is mindbodycoachingacademy.com forward slash free and you can get access to all of our freebies but I have one specific freebie which is like I can't remember exactly what it's called it's like your client's highest self Um, and in there we have some of this work as well of kind of around awareness and acceptance and how to kind of open up this door and these conversations with your clients so definitely go get your hands on that if that is something that you're interested in but 
having this level of awareness and acceptance of how they actually feel about themselves in the first place is going to allow them to then make active choices of how they want to change it. And so this is really, really, really powerful. So have these conversations. Again, get inside the Facebook group. Go get that freebie. I give a lot of examples of like questions to ask, conversation starters, because I know for a lot of coaches that's like the really scary part is just going out there and actually having these conversations and asking the questions. Um, And I promise you that it gets easier with practice. But if you want help on knowing where to start, use those resources that are available to you. So the second way that we can really encourage self-love after we've helped them to become aware and accept the way that they do feel about themselves is to really help encourage your client to identify the actions that they're currently taking out of negativity, out of self-hate, and really help them to become mindful and aware of what those actions are and when they are going into those actions of really only taking actions from a place of self-love. So if they notice that they're going into an action and there's there's hatred coming in, there's excuses, there's avoidance, there's all that coming up, this is like a really, really powerful time for them to just stop, reassess, reevaluate, say, you know what, I'm going into this from a place of hate right now and either say I'm going to revisit it later when I think I can come into it from a different perspective or simply just, you know, try to rewire it in the moment. How can I make the choice to go into this activity with a more positive mindset, a more mindset, you know, rooted in self-love. And when they can do that, just kind of taking that time again, to bring more awareness to what they're doing. Um, cause so much of this action is so subconscious, especially if it's something that's been happening for years that we want to actually kind of get to this point where they can start to question what it is and actually make sure that when they are going into actions, that it's coming from the right place. Um, so this, the, the next step and the next kind of way that we can really encourage the self-love piggybacks right on that one. And this is through going through automatic thought activities or automatic, automatic thought practices. Um, so automatic thought practices is basically a little skill set that is used a lot in therapy. I've used a lot um, in my own personal experience with therapy and it's something that's super powerful. And It's just taking that time when you do realize that that self-hate is coming in, right? And this can be from anything. This can be from looking in the mirror. This can be from overeating, whatever it's coming from. Or it could just be that you wake up feeling crappy about yourself one day. It's totally okay. Um, But it's first off taking the time to pause, acknowledge what's going on, ask yourself, why is this happening, right? Was there a trigger? Was there something that caused it? Um, And then we can ask ourselves, okay, you know, I know what caused it. Why am I feeling this way? And is there a different way that I could be feeling, right? And I'm pulling this up right now. I'm not, I don't have like a whole written out thing for you guys on automatic thought, um, but this is kind of like the overall gist of how it goes. And if you guys want, seriously, just look up on Google like automatic thought questions or automatic thought practice and you'll find a whole slew of different examples of like how this kind of process can work and definitely is something that you'll want to kind of target and tailor exactly to your client's needs because obviously everybody's a little bit different so depending on what it is that they're struggling with we can go in but it's kind of saying okay so now that I understand what caused it why I'm feeling this way how can I change it right so then we say how can I shift this thought right now so if you're getting ready to go to the gym and you're thinking to yourself okay well I have to go to the gym because I ate that chocolate cake over the weekend and I know I wasn't supposed to so now I have to go to the gym to work off those extra calories then we 
go through the process of automatic thought. And then the end result would be, you know, how can I shift this and say, I'm going to go to the gym right now because I know that it's going to make me de-stress. It's going to help me release my anxiety. It's going to help me feel better. And so instead of choosing to go to the gym because I punished myself, I'm going to bless and release the fact that I ate that chocolate cake over the weekend. I'm going to acknowledge that it's not going to ruin my progress and that it's okay to enjoy and food is there for enjoyment just as, as much as it is for nourishment. And instead, I'm going to actively choose to go to the gym right now so that I can just feel good right and re realign that focus so there you went from this place of I'm going to the gym for this negative reason to I'm now going to actively choose to go to the gym for this positive reason and I want to make it really clear and this is a super important point to bring up with your clients as well um it doesn't always need to, you don't always need to believe what you're saying. Um, and that's okay, especially in the beginning when it comes to the self-love stuff and those like automatic thought transfers and all that. A lot of times clients are like, but I don't believe that. I still believe that I have to go to the gym to burn off those calories. And I always say, it's okay. Keep telling yourself the positive one. Keep coming at it from that place of self-love. Say it out loud. Write it down, whatever you need to do. And with enough practice, you will start to believe it. Um, so just that's a good reminder to give your clients that like this isn't going to feel automatic at first. It's not going to feel natural. It's going to feel uncomfortable. Keep doing it. It'll get easier um, and it'll get better. Now, the last and final way that you can really work to encourage self-love with your clients is to take the time to step away from their journey, right? So to step away from the practical exercise, nutrition, all of that. And actually take some time to do belief work. And this is something that in all of my programs, we talk about belief work over and over and over and over again, because I can promise you guys from my own personal experience as a health coach, um, this is this changes the game. This work changes the game. I have had clients have so many amazing breakthroughs with this work that really led to like long-term change. It was little momentary like oh my God, I never thought of it that way before that all of a sudden then led down the line to them being able to do things that they never thought they could do. And so really what this looks like is actually having your client take the time to write out the beliefs that are at the root of their self-hate, right? We all have some level of self-hate, right? We all have the things that we don't love about ourselves. And for some people, this is more, more so than others. So really writing out what are those things that they don't like about themselves and what are the underlying beliefs and then really working through those beliefs and starting to use some techniques to help them rewire those beliefs into new things that are going to be more productive and really helping to just get rid of the things that are sitting in our mind that constantly are reminding us of this self-hate that we have and exchanging them for things that actually bring on feelings of self-love and bring on feelings of um, accomplishment and all that sort of stuff. And again, this is going to be something that um, I will share a little bit more with in the um, Facebook group. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And in the end of the day, really what it comes down to is just make sure that as a coach that you are prioritizing for your clients, that self-love is not only a part of their journey, but that it is really what's rooting their journey and it's what it's what's motivating their journey. Um, and for you as a coach, also acknowledge the fact that this is not going to be the reality for the most of your, most of your clients when they come to you. They're not going to be coming to you from a place of love. They're going to be coming to you from a place of not liking something about themselves. And so being able to acknowledge that and realize that because of that reality, it's even more important that you go out of your way as the coach to work on this with them before you start diving into the practical, to the steps, to the actions um, is really going to make a world of a difference in their ability to achieve transformation, to achieve the goals that they want to achieve um, and all that good stuff. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope everybody is having a wonderful day. 
And aside from that, I wish you all a wonderful rest of your week and I will talk to you all in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Health Coaches Classroom. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a quick five-star rating and short review on what it is that you love about our show. If there was something in this episode that truly spoke to you, be sure to take a quick screenshot of you listening and post it over on your Instagram stories, tagging us at Health Coaches Classroom so that we can share what you took away from this episode with our community and with yours. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.